Welcome back to Beards and Brews. Hey, if you guys haven't already, be sure to hit that subscribe button. Ring that little bell so you know when we have another one brewing. This week's spooktacular movie is going to be Brain Dead and or Dead Alive. Fellas, what did you think of this ladder fest? This movie is well, fucking ridiculous. The first two versions that I attempted to watch were both very different films from what <laughs> I ended up having to watch. Uh, I watched a movie called Brain Dead that was an indie film that was kind of okay. Very uh, living, not living dead, very... Uh, I thought you were going to say living color. Yes. <laughs> very evil dead, but it wasn't the proper movie. And the second one I watched had Bill Pullman and Bill Paxton, but was also not the proper Brain Dead. You got both the bills. What could go wrong? Yeah, and one was even business bill. He looked pretty good. Double bill? Well, okay, out of the three, was this the best one? I don't know, man. I'm leaning toward the Bill Pullman, Bill Paxton, <laughs> because that's an all-star cast. I mean, uh, this had an all-star cast, too. It's got that scrawny Kiwi guy, and... I thought it was one of the doctors from Doctor the, Who. Was is that it? not Adrian Brody? <laughs> and <laughs> you've also got, like, Latina girl. The star of this movie was the fucking dude that get killed in the opening. That's like, look here, buggers, I got a permit. I'll tell you, I've seen this movie before and like, it's been a while. I, I think I probably watched this back when I was in college and I'm sure I enjoyed it. The only part that I really remembered was this opening scene and uh, it left some memories in me. I'll tell you that. But this is actually the part that I remembered the least. I, I, I had no recollection that that happened. Like, this is random dude in the middle of, like, New Zealand. I, no, it's I, uh, I, Skull Island, Sumatra. They're just trying to remake the beginning of Raiders of the Lost Ark. True, yeah. But it is Skull Island, which, if we haven't mentioned it, this is another Peter Jackson film. And uh, I had to do a little bit of research. I was like, hmm, this movie came out in, quote-unquote, 1992. In about three or four years, he got the uh, go-ahead to start production of the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Take that yeah, as I'm you still will. coming to terms with that, to be honest with you. Do you think this is some, like, kind of crazy Hollywood foreshadowing with the Skull Island thing and then him doing King Kong? Mm. Yeah. Oh, so there's like a Peter Jackson iceberg. So this is all just like a big fucking thing just so he can finally produce the Lord of the Rings movies. Wow. Peter Jackson. What a triple A con man. For real. We just got to figure out how Meet the People fits into all of them. Oh, no. That was his one passion project. <laughs> <laughs> I still like, haven't look. seen that. Don't really know what it's about. But my roommate keeps mentioning it whenever I bring up pre Lord of the Rings Peter Jackson. So I guess I'm going to have to just bite the bullet at some time. It's one of the few films out there that has the hashtag Muppet fucking. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you, there's definitely a little bit of Quentin Tarantino-isms in this. Especially Kill Bill with, like, the blood geysers and shit like that. Because oh, okay. it's ridiculous. Given the happenstance of production, they were just given, like, a big fucking wad of money. They go to shoot what they need for the day, and there's like, okay, that was everything. Oh, we still have $10,000 in gore effect? Hmm, how many blenders can we buy with that? <laughs> Bro, fuck a blender, get that lawnmower. <laughs> that is one of the fucking most cinematic scenes in all of film. I will fucking fight anybody. It's the coolest shit. So let's uh, let's just kind of whirlwind through this this prologue. We've got a guy, I guess he's some sort of a, I don't know, zookeeper? That's all I'm getting. He's got this monkey in a cage or something. We never see him, but he is rushing through this little canyon with a, a little helper fella. I guess he's native. This is in Sumatra, trying to escape with this monkey, question mark. We get to him a little <laughs> bit later, and I love the monkey. I love the, the way this monkey looks. But he gets surrounded by a bunch of natives, and he's like, you mentioned it, I have a permit. 
permit and starts waving around the permit in front of all these like natives with bows and arrows and spears and like bones through their nose. That's where we're at. Quotation mark natives. Right. <laughs> well, listen, the system works. He flashed that little bit of paperwork and they're like, oh my God, he's right. Yeah. That's not all he flashed. Flashed that lead, bruh, when he pulled out of that fucking tech nine and let loose. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's gun used very loosely. Okay, in no way am I trying to critique this movie for what he does, because this movie is just foolishness and awesome gore. He takes the gun, waves it back and forth, emptying the magazine, hits no one, throws the gun down, and is like, let's get out of here, Scooby! I straight up thought he just mowed through everyone, and then like when he runs away, everyone else just stands back up and is like, all right, let's get after him. Well, you can't start the movie with senseless violence when the rest of your movie is senseless violence. Come on. (laughs) Despite all that creature's rage, it's still just a Sumatran rat monkey in a cage. And he's running with it, and he makes it to the beach, I guess, to where these people are going to exfiltrate him with this monkey. And it somehow bites him? Yeah, they get in the jeep, try and take away real quick as the the natives are chasing him. And the monkey bites him. He's just like, oh, it bit me. And everyone else is like, you've got the bite. Straight up <laughs> kicks his ass off the jeep and is like, yeah. we, we got to take care of this right now. It's basically just like a Monty Python biz. Like, huh, this is but a scratch. Nope, your arm's off. He's got the ungaitis. Oh, but then they notice like a scratch on his other arms. Like, oh, that one's got to come off too. But then he's got a little <laughs> scratch on his head. Fuck, there's no saving you. I kind of half expected. It was like, no, that scratch was pre-existing. I fell down. <laughs> I have my vaccination card right here. Yeah. Was there like an actual plan for that third one? Just to just chop the top of his head off? <laughs> just like, swack. Nope. Just nip this in the bud right here. The guy actually dies right here if you didn't get that off with his head but yet they still take the rat monkey knowing what it's all about they take that rat monkey and ship it off to wellington or wherever it is do they actually know i thought they were like already speeding away as he was getting like hacked to pieces back there yeah money is money bruh i guess so should have made it like all the way there yeah also uh just another little thing that isn't really very important but we'll toss it out there this movie is set in 1957 yeah. Like I know I know there's like a like an old time feeling, but I just thought that was just New Zealand. Kind of like how you go to Cuba, has all those classic cars and everything's kind of like stuck in the 50s. Nope. This uh like the opening thing says uh the opening thing as I mentioned, Skull Island, southwest of Sumatra, 1957. And when we get into like the real life portion of the movie, you notice like all the cars are 50s cars. You've got like greasers and guys like that. It's very loosely 1957. Mm. Fair. But they get around, get around, I get around, and now the Sumatran monkey rat is just, I don't know how it's monkey at all, it's just a big, hairless rat. It's just something that they stole from a Primus video. (laughs) Dude, you get to see it, and the first thing you do is go, ooh, it's kind of cute. What? (laughs) No. Not where I was going. Yeah, that's no, like, fucking disgusting. No, like, we meet our movie's main characters here. You've got, like, Paquita is her name. Paquita. She runs, like, a little little shop, I guess, a family-run shop in Wellington. And there's, like, the main character who stumbles in after Paquita has, like, a, a tarot card reading for some reason from her grandmother. I don't know. This is very shoehorned in. Yeah. doesn't really matter much. All you need, those two characters... 
she is for some reason smitten with him. So it's like, hey, let's go to the zoo. And that's where we meet the Sumatran rat monkey. I think the tarot cards are just like an explanation for her horniness. Because like some other dude was in there before him. He's like, damn, that's the one. And then he comes in. He's like, no, no, no. That's the one. Yeah, the tarot cards were supposed to say like, yeah, the man of your dreams is going to come in. He's going to be a black knight. And he's going to have like the stars assemble the dorky guy comes in and is like i'm gonna have some of this black knight licorice and he like knocks it over spills it everywhere and some of them kind of form a star and that's the whole basis for like her trying to just be all over him i guess i'm gonna fuck you due to happenstance yeah yeah no kidding but it wasn't quite happenstance because like the reason why he was there is for some like bullshit errand for his mom it's very like psycho-y or even principal skinnery yeah oh yeah yeah his his mom is is something real piece of work yeah i called her meemaw throughout and she's mm-hmm. like a cock block from hell oh, yeah. and that's also what i named this movie whenever i write the movies i don't actually put the title at the top this is cock block a sumatran rat story i love it i love it but yeah they live in this giant house i don't know where they got their money from but they are definitely on the good side of middle class i'll tell you that yeah Ooh. it screams old money though. old money like the, sure. but the kind of old money just sits there stagnates and rots mm-hmm. and she winds up eating her ear <laughs> not before that you know she gets to put the moves on her own sunny boy so he's about to make out with old petunia and <laughs> she's like no, get away from my boy! And the Sumatran rat monkey is like, let that boy get some ass. Nom, 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 nom. <laughs> oh man, wingman rat boy, nice. Yep. Well, like it, it starts out like the first time we really see it. It starts out like you know everything's being all cute. They're looking at the monkeys in the cage, whatever. One of them throws like an apple core at her, and she's just like, oh, you know how funny. I'm gonna throw this apple core back. And then the first time you actually see it, this Sumatran rat monkey grabs a hold of, I guess, one of the other monkey's arms and rips it off and starts eating it. Yeah, and she looks down and is like, oh, a stop motion figure. Behold, it's herky-jerky movements. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's charming, you know, like, they, they did that. It's pretty good. I loved the little fucker, all right? <laughs> I thought he was adorable, and whenever he's munching on the grandma, I was heartbroken when she heel-stomped him. Dude, oh, it yeah. was so out of left field. It was so abrupt and violent. I was like, oh, man, it's gross that she bit her. Oh, my God, he's flat as a fucking board now. Yeah, the, the ooze, it just, like, oozes out from the top of its forehead and its eyeballs. Like, that's the first, like, real gore that we see here i mean aside from the guy getting his like arms and head cut off like this is this is pretty gross i love it it's like something that you would have had when you were growing up in the 90s as a toy like one of those uh creepy crawlers or the dr frankenstein labs or some shit like those uh fucked up stress reliever things disguised as kids toys Oh, yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. The ones that you, like, you just squeeze and the eyes pop out. Oh, 100%, yeah. Like, she slams down hard on that thing's head. It's just like... <laughs> that's a perfect noise. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but, like, at the same time, you would reach down and take some of the eye goop and be like, Oh, it's cherry. Mmm, <laughs> free goo. <laughs> but her mom... Goo. But his mom is just like, Listen, uh, Lionel, his name's Lionel. That's a fucking nerdy name anyway. But listen, Lionel, please take me home. I've had enough of this. And so he does. And he just straight up leaves his date there. Bro, you skipped the most important line of this entire film. Delivered in (laughs) such a way that it shook me to my very core. Did I? I've been savaged! (laughs) 
<laughs> I don't know. I think there's there's a few more classic lines left in this movie. We might have to compare and contrast later. I'll just get the whole Venn diagram set up. It's okay. We got it covered. Is it about the custard? Mmm, I love a good custard. Oh. <laughs> Fuck that uh, dude, man. That was the most, of all the shit in this whole movie, that was the most disgusting thing I'd ever seen. It's just because he's gross and he's eating and you go, ew. Yeah. Well, well to get to that, like, they, they scuffle up back to the house, you know. Ma starts to feel a little ill or whatever. He's like, oh, no, stop feeding myself. I want to lay down and all that. Hibbity jibbity. You know, she starts to fall apart like she's some kind of leper or whatever. And like mm-hmm. her skin gets cut and like flaps down. He's like, oh, yeah. sonny boy, you can fix me up real good, can't you? <laughs> and like the dude takes some fucking gorilla glue, slaps it on there real fucking thick and just like smears it back on her. Yeah, like, she's supposed to have, like, some real important visitors come over, like, people from the foundation to... It doesn't matter. Does not matter. Important people. She has dinner. She has dinner, and she's shaking more than MJF at, like, some kind of event. And all the while, she's got, like, shit falling off of her. You mentioned the little face flap that he's got to super glue back onto her. Well, she's falling apart all over the place. Can't hardly talk at all. I don't know why he doesn't just, like, call an actual legitimate doctor at this point. Things are serious. He is so sheltered, and I feel like that's the vibe of this movie. He's so sheltered. He doesn't know how to do anything. At least that was the excuse that I made up for, like, whenever the little undead baby born and he decides to take it to the park for whatever fucking reason. I'm just looking around like, I guess I'll do this. I don't even know how to walk next to a hill properly. (laughs) Okay, so Paquita comes to his, like, window that night and was like, hey, you left your jacket. I've, I've got it here for you. Um, can we talk? That kind of thing. And he's just like, no, go away. No, it can wait until tomorrow. I don't know why I'm doing a British accent. It's whatever. And she eventually climbs up to his window, Melissa Etheridge style, and things start to happen. Meanwhile, mom is in bed, obviously resting. There's just a couple of quick cuts, but, you know, things start getting hot, heavy with Paquita and Lionel. Cuts back to mom laying there groaning. Her arm is twitching. Cuts back over to Lionel and Paquita. They start to to do stuff, you know, sexually. And then... Once we get this build up a little bit more, you see a, a, a pussy bloody squirt on the wall right about the, the right time. And it's uh, just oh, makes yeah. you feel wrong in all the right ways. I totally forgot they banged one out while her fucking mom grew a pulse in her wound that she got from the zoo. Ugh. Ugh. That was just one of the most perfect juxtaposition of flash cuts that I've, I've seen lately, at least when it comes to, I don't know, pus and blood. A blood nut? Uh, there's a blood nut coming. It's not quite yet, but there's a blood nut coming. But back to the dinner scene, like, I know this movie is campy to shit and back. Like, this is goofy as fuck, no matter how violent and grotesque it may be. This old bitch, she's legitimately losing parts of her body onto the table, into the pudding, whatever it is. And everyone's like, oh, quite right. Mm, Very tasty. We can't leave without any fucking pudding, can we? Yeah, and he's just like, we don't have pudding, but we do have custard. We've got wonderful custard. And yeah, bitch's ear straight up just falls off into the custard. Her ear falls off. She eats it. And then she also like <laughs> pusses into old boy's fucking custard. He's like, oh, I like it creamy. And what you can think the entire time is, man, these people are kooky. <laughs> That's how you know they're all together ookie, right? Mm. But at least mom does have the common courtesy to spit back out the uh, the pearl earring that was attached to the ear that she ate. 
It's fucking nasty. This is a yeah. nasty scene. Well, I mean, a little bit of the audience is in that little group of people, and she's like squirming in the chair. She's like, oh, I gotta fucking go, man. Let's get me out of here. Like, for the custard loaf, delicious. Delicious. And like so many close ups of this guy's mouth, which is honestly I gross enough as it. it is. I hate it. Okay. I hate it That's, every day. Yeah, it's it's grosser than the gore. Because the gore's goofy. That dude touches kids, man. It's, oh. <laughs> look at the look at him. We don't yeah. we don't know that. That's not an accusation that we can make, at least at this point in time. I mean, there's a couple of people in this movie that I have to profile. I'm well, there is one person that just comes out and says it. We'll get to him a little bit later. He says the quiet part out loud. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So once the uh, the entertainment leaves. Homeboy just finds his mom just like laying in the kitchen floor, snacking off anything that she can find in the refrigerator, just crying, don't let them take me away. I mean, at this point, I feel like after all the mental, maybe physical abuse, he just like, you know, I'm just going to let you rot there. Kind of like if there was another scenario, if she was like, oh, help me. This house is on fire. And he'd be like, it sure is. The whole time this is happening, I was really confused because... Everything was going okay between those two, and now she's semi-murderous. I, I think she's just really hangry, you know, because <laughs> she needs the Snickers. Yeah. The next scene that gets my attention was he goes in for another tarot reading while his meemaw mommy is at home doing her own thing, like dying, semi-escaping. And I don't remember what the tarot reading was like. It was just your usual... Bad things are happening, and you must fight them. Here, take this necklace. And then they stare at each other with these over-the-top, intense eyeballs. I think the, this uh, movie had to be exactly 90 minutes. That's why. How do we stretch this out for five seconds? Well, the next yeah, thing was... that I was going to talk about was when Paquita comes over and is like, Dark forces have been messing with you. My grandma can see it. And her dog runs into the house, which we haven't mentioned. She's She's got a dog that follows her. Dog runs into the house upstairs to grandma's room. They run up. Grandma's fucking eating the dog. Oh, yeah, the whole ass dog. The whole like, ass dog. Like, it took me back. I was just like, oh, shit, the dog tore it a bit. Because, like, she fucking homeboy walks up to her and pulls the whole fucking dog leg. But then it turns out to just be the whole dog. It's just like husk. Yeah, I thought husk. it was, like, the tail at first. But no, I think it's, like, the shell. Dogs don't have shells. What the fuck word am I trying to say? <laughs> Like the hide. It's just dog hide. Get him up. Move him out, dog hide. Yeah. Oh, well, shit. She's not too bent out of shape about it. She's like, she sees this obviously awful situation. She's like, oh, no. <laughs> I'll call an ambulance. But not for me? Yeah. Yes! I... <laughs> okay. And, yeah, mer- nurse comes in and is just like, uh, she's dead. We should bury her. Oh, yeah, that nurse was very helpful. Like, she's just a nurse, but she's like, oh, no, don't worry. I'll help you with the funeral planning and everything, the burial. I've got your back. It's like, you're just like a nurse. <laughs> Why do you well, have all this power? I was thinking it was like a family friend, maybe like a stay-in nurse, like somebody that had been, oh, okay, okay. you know, dealing with mom for years. I was kind of thinking like maybe like the town is so close-knit. There's yep. just like everybody's going to throw in a helping hand at best, but it just came out of left field i'm just like how is she gonna have like access to all this it's just like let me take care of everything love i've got you it doesn't matter because she's gonna get her fucking head ripped off yeah Yeah. true don't you just hate when that happens yeah 
this is like when shit kind of hits the fan because like now he's in charge of basically two zombies and he tries to like stifle the situation by like stuffing them in the basement. Oh yeah, wait, he, like in the most comical way possible. Yeah, he like shoves his mom down there and then wheelbarrows the nurse over there. Like, <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> and old girl comes down because I guess she had been getting like clothes or whatever from from grandma's room to like take her to the hospital oh the nurse took her to the hospital everybody everything's fine it's all right we're uh, i'll see her later maybe she was just curious because she walked in she's like smells like exactly two rotting corpses (laughs) also why is there blood all over the place like two different people's blood (laughs) (laughs) why she's so exact I don't know. I, I it just seems like in that situation you could tell that blood was flowing from two different sources. Why are there two blood puddles next to each other? I can also see two distinct different hand patterns. This one's blood colored. This one's more of a maroon. This one's blood colored but a bit darker. <laughs> That's right. None more blood. Oh. None more blood. I I'd pay okay. for it. But yeah, like so like he has this entire situation, quote unquote, in his basement so like what does he do I, I don't know he goes to fucking like diagon alley or something it's like a veterinary medicine lab that's uh, in like a fucking back alley yeah but then he goes to like the deepest darkest corridor and some like <laughs> basically like a maintenance room finds this fellow who's a quote-unquote doctor listen i don't like the profile but this dude totally had something to do with world war ii Oh, yeah, for sure. He's got, like, this strong German accent. He calls himself Uncle Heinrich, but he claims his family left Latvia during the occupation. That's not a Latvian accent, though. <laughs> I don't know. This this Kaiser old dude, he's just like, hey, I'm not the reanimator. I'm just this dude, but I can help you out. Speaking of Kaiser roll, but what I've got instead is the Kaiser. This is an Imperial Oktoberfest beer. From Avery Brewing Company out of Boulder, Colorado. This is an 8% alcohol by volume Imperial Oktoberfest. So, you know, tis the season and all that. Oh, it smells good and warm, malty, toasty. There's a little bit of copper flavor to it, but man, it's so sweet and malty, which is like you usually don't get a whole lot of sweetness from something that is that high in alcohol. But there is a good bit of sweetness here. Malt, a lot of hops, a lot of... I mean, honestly, this is just a perfect autumn beer. It's warming, but not too warming. Man, this is a good beer. You think it's the kind of drink you can just sit down, relax, and watch a dude's head get stuffed in a blender? Only one way to find out. Uh, note the future self. Insert blender sound. I'll use that one. <laughs> So the whole reason he was going to Dr. Kaiser or whatever his name is, he wanted to get some sedatives. 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 But instead, he only had tranquilizers, which that'll do. That'll do. Yeah. Dr. Frankenstein or whatever. He's just like, just just do the thing, whatever. It won't be gross at all. And then narrative goes, it was entirely gross. (laughs) It was terribly gross. He's got to go back down to his basement with this fucking gigantic lancet of a of a syringe filled yes. with just generic tranquilizer. It looked like a gardening tool. It's so fucking big and comical, and he's got to specifically insert it through the nostril. Is that right? Because he straight up stabs the nurse in the eye with it. I Listen, I don't know, but like, it seems like every other scene of him trying to like tranquilize one of these fucking things, he's like right up the nose, like he's trying to dig out a mummy brain. 
But okay. yeah, the next thing we know, Lionel has to go back to that little shop to talk to Paquita and was like, I need to know about these dark forces. There's some shit going down. And this is where we get that uh, that little tarot reading scene where he gets the little talisman. Yeah, it's like something from Sailor Moon. <laughs> yeah, it's very something that you would buy like a dollar store Halloween section. Like, I hate to like poop on it. You know, it's just a prop or whatever, but it's just like thing. Now, I was thinking more like, you know, those shops that for some reason every mall had in like the late 90s, early 2000s that just had like random samurai swords and yeah. shit like that. It's something from one of those places. And, like, through this whole conversation, she's like, yeah, those demon forces, they're the same that burn crosses. And he's, she's like, oh, oh. No. like, oh, man, what do we do? We have all these demons. Like, oh, hopefully they just don't get out. Cue them getting out. Yeah. This talisman has the power of the White Knight, and it'll protect him, right? <laughs> like, That's the movie what... doesn't even explain anything. Like, what the fuck does that mean? Uh, yeah, well, it doesn't matter. It'll protect you if you have it. Insert him having it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, there's like a little bit of a subplot, right? So like we get to the funerals coming up or whatever. Yeah. And like, I guess her mom's brother, his uncle, obviously, which is just like dark Chris Farley at this point, you know? Kiwi Chris Farley, but like real horny. Oh, no, no, no. That is not Kiwi Chris Farley, good sir. That is fucking New Zealand John Goodman. That my good <laughs> sir, is Jack Gladman. I've been called Jack Badman, yeah. Yeah, but he just shows up to the funeral uh, and just immediately starts macking on little Paquita. Oh, for sure, yeah. He's like, hey, you want to buy a used car? That's what I fucking look like. You could fit so much bologna sandwich in me. Oh. <laughs> he looks like the kind of guy who takes his bowling league way too seriously. At this funeral, there is an embalming scene. Which yes. has me fucking rolling. Like, they're putting the green juice in her for whatever yep. reason. I guess she's got to get her vitamins. And they overflow <laughs> her, and that shit starts spraying out. And we get one juicy Meemaw. We certainly do. It's almost akin to that really, one of my favorite scenes from Dracula Dead and Loving It. They just drill that fucking spike into that one lady, and just blood goes everywhere. Oh, yeah. Okay, so you guys have seen Reanimator. I assume you guys have seen Reanimator. Well, there is a... Uh, a porno spinoff called Repenetrator. Instead of pumping these embalming fluids into, like, her nose and throat or wherever it's going, you know, he pumps it elsewhere, you know. They're cream pie Down there. Uh, there's still embalming fluids, but that's what this reminds me of, because it just gushes. And ah. that's what we have here. Just a, just a gush. Remember, kids, pick up your copy of Repenetrator <laughs> right next to the Nutbusters. But yeah, it's nasty. No, no. <laughs> that, that's all I'm going to leave in, by the way. By the way, that's nasty. No context. <laughs> but the whole reason we're even in this room is because this is still a zombie. Like, she's dead, but undead. Yeah, dead, dead alive. alive. Oh, that's where it comes from. So he's still trying to sneak in and, like, get her with some tranquilizer to keep her, like, still enough to be buried, I guess. And that's why we're in this room. And it can't be straightforward, of course. It just has to be no. wacky as fuck. Yeah, we've kind of talked about this as if it's like a straightforward, ridiculous horror movie. There's a lot of comedy to this, too. I feel like if you, like, insert enough banana peel sounds in this movie, it's basically a Looney Tunes cartoon. Yeah, we've got a scene later at the party, because there's a party in this movie, <laughs> where absolutely you just need... I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Banana peel sounds. That's all you need. Are... 
We are one Benny Hill chase away from perfection. We'll get there, for sure. I feel like it's probably in mind, especially with, well, I don't want to ruin it, but code word Husqvarna. <laughs> Husqvarna. Now, this is where the movie switches from, now mind you, already ridiculous, to absurd. Okay, somebody just flipped a switch and said, fuck it. It's like we were already to the maximum, and then somebody decided, well, these go to 11. Oh, yes. yeah. It's almost like when you're watching Raising Arizona, and you realize H.I. is just Wiley Coyote. <laughs> yep. Except for instead of H.I., we get the fucking preacher. Oh. Eric. Dude, he is Who does the he coolest kick ass guy. For? That man kicks ass for the Lord, and he proceeds to fucking karate these two well he thinks they're punk like he fucking straight up murders these guys <laughs> like he fucking tears them to bits dude he leg sweeps a man's legs off tis but a fresh wound <laughs> yeah like what happens is after the funeral i guess for whatever reason lionel needs to go back to the graveyard and dig his mom up i guess to trank her again i don't know what it is but he encounters some greasers there, and some greasers want to jump him for whatever reason. They call him a necrophiliac or something. I think that's really just an excuse to try and, like, jump him and mug him. Well, I mean, if they're already going to jump him and mug him, did they really need the excuse? What kind of fucking degenerates are they? <laughs> yeah, like, not only are they going to rob him, but they're going to degrade him. Sexually? For some reason, my mind went straight to piss. Well, there is some piss. Yep, one of them, one of them is just like, hey... I'm going to piss on your mom's grave because I can do that. And you're a nasty oh, yeah. necrophiliac. And how does mom it, take that? It's a great cinematic moment. Let's be honest. Because he walks up, dick out. And in your mind, you're like, he's going to get his dick all grabbed. <laughs> and you know what? He gets his dick all grabbed. Sure does. He don't like it, though. And <laughs> <laughs> you think <laughs> all hell begins to break loose. Because, man, oh, man, they started screaming, then the Velocipastor comes out and starts putting yes. a whooping on things. Fucking Kung Fu Priest going on right now. Yeah, but he gets, like, body slammed onto a statue's pointed finger arm and killed. I don't even understand how the fuck that happened. He totally had those dudes on the ropes, zombies or otherwise. He was just Kung Fuing so hard, he lost all sense of gravity and just wound up impaled somewhere. I don't fucking know. He did the fucking Shadow and, and missed and landed on a statue. Oh man. It just reminded me of that bit from Hot Fuzz when James Bond fucking got his chin stuck on a church. Oh yeah, okay. Exactly. Like, we I might be underselling just how much ass he kicks for the Lord, because at certain points he's like ripping zombie greasers' arms off and like kung fu kicking their whole fucking head off. And I will say again, he just thinks these are just like midnight punk. <laughs> And he fucking dismembers and disembowels them before he magically kills himself or whatever. Yeah, picture Kung Pao, but gorier. A lot gorier, yeah. And it gets more gory. It like, does. Like, it never, it just keeps building and building and building. Yeah, but it's not just gore, it's just like schmutz. Like, it, after a while, like, it just starts changing color. Just like, what the fuck is that? A sneeze? He hit him until they gooped. <laughs> gooped. All right, so he gets his mom out of there because mom comes to life as a zombie. That's how all the rest of these motherfuckers become zombies, right? We kind of breezed over that. Yeah. Gets mom home, puts her back in the basement. Now he's he's got to feed the zombies. They got to eat. Rallies. <laughs> Man, I could go for a big Buford. Well, speaking Buford? of big Buford, fucking he walks in through the front door. He's like, listen, 
I'm going to have to take the house because I'm an asshole. You don't want to deal with any of these proper paperwork or anything. He's like, yeah, sure, whatever. Yeah, Uncle Buck shows up and is like, I know about all those bodies <laughs> you got. I don't really care about them much. You can do whatever your kinky ass wants, but I'm going to have to turn you into the cops so I can get my money. Yeah, dude. Yeah. This is where the gore gets amped up to 10, too, because he's downstairs feeding them like through throat holes. And then you got the dude so who kicks gross. ass for the Lord is now finger banging for Satan. Oh, yeah. They just start fucking for whatever reason. Yeah, it's and the nurse, have, too. It's their baby. They do. Who made this movie? <laughs> uh, the same gentleman that made The Lord of the Rings. Jesus. Stay Christ. with me. Not only do they have an instant baby. But for whatever reason, it's inside of a radio. It, I mean, it's got to hatch from somewhere, right? Dude, but he's 69s with that baby. It like jumps onto his face. I don't I don't want to hear that phrase ever again, but I mean, there's probably a guy a little bit later that might Oh no. But there's there's one line before chaos starts to, you know, completely break through when uh, Uncle Buck or whatever his name is just kind of poking around the house. Like we hear is like the priest and the nurse in another room start to get it on. And Uncle he hears it and he's like, Oh no, that's that's somebody doing the business in there. What what's going on? What what's your kinky ass doing? Oh, have you found your dad's old stag tapes, eh? Huh. Is that the one with the donkey and the chambermaid? And homeboy's just trying to play it up as uh yeah. Yeah, that's the uh, one I've I've been jerking off to bestiality. That's totally normal. It's actually that one scene from Clerks 2 on loop over and over and over. Mm. Kinky Kelly and the sexy stud. (laughs) I really like the verbiage used. Stag tapes. Yeah, like... Very old school. No, something that I I realized watching this is like, Kiwis use the same words, but they don't arrange them in an order that makes sense a lot of the time. You know what I mean? Like, they're using, like... English, but a completely different English. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like Ricky from Trailer Park Boys, because this is the worst case Ontario. Yeah, but once Uncle invites all his buddies over, and I mean everyone in the whole fucking town, this is when the fun starts happening. Hell breaks loose. Now, not to just reuse the whole go to 11 thing, Mm -hmm. I'll be damned if this movie doesn't go to like 13 or 14, (laughs) because like, there's so many rapid successions of out of this world gore fantastical bullshit it's like one thing after another some lady gets her head punched through and turned into a lamp in rapid succession and if you're not ready for it it'll put you on your ass (laughs) uh my favorite is the rib cage a door is knocked down when they first escape and one of the zombies is like no 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 and starts clawing at this dude's chest and you see his sternum and you go oh that's cool the zombie then proceeds to wrap his fingers through several ribs on either side and pull and a rib cage is produced from inside of this prosthetic piece or what the fuck ever and they pull it out and guts and shit are falling out of it and all i could do was go that's fucking cool I feel like half of you was like, wow, that was fucking dumb. And then the other, other half was like, wow, that was fucking great. <laughs> yeah, yeah but, all of that. All of that, for sure. Yeah. Because it comes out in not only one piece, just by itself. It's almost like Peter Jackson's like, yeah, this is the part that I want the ribcage to come out. <laughs> all right, prop makers, make the prop. It's like the Stonehenge thing. They took it literally. And it's just the whole ass thing. No organs or anything just comes out of this man. 
Yeah, just a rib cage. The spine's attached, but it's not attached to any other part of him. Yeah, if we haven't made it clear enough, pretty much from here on out, there's no more plot. It's just a party and chaos. The zombies come out, and at the beginning, his, like, bogan friends don't really realize that they're zombies. It doesn't really matter. He starts having, one guy starts having a conversation with one who is kind of attacking him. He looks a little bit hangry, too, and he's like, I'm sorry I called Nabokov a pedophile. That dude, that was fucking weird. Like, okay, this movie's gross, but that it was like a moment of weird. weird. Yeah, like, that was like a moment of weird I wasn't prepared for. I'm like, what? Well, a little bit later, the same guy, once he's getting attacked again, he's like, no, no, man, some of my best friends are pedophiles. That's not, that's the least cool thing you could say. Yeah. Now, there's, <laughs> there's a kill coming up that I really enjoyed, too, and I wanted to bring it up because, you know, movies that we've done. A lady's face is pulled off like a glove. Yeah. Oh. It's a lady with like glasses, glasses, right? Yeah. I was just like, oh, shit, face off. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of just kooky shit. I forget the order, but, like, it honestly doesn't matter. Because, like you said earlier, Chan Man, it's like, there's no plot. It's mm-hmm. just, like, an objective. Just eliminate the enemy threat. The objective is show as many scenes of ridiculousness in rapid succession. Dude, one of the most impressive and ridiculous things is the remainder of the party's trying to escape from the zombies and all the hubbub. And one dude slides through, like, a narrowly closed door, and he doesn't quite make oh, it, and they yeah. catch him. And they're trying to pull him. He's like, oh, we've got to save him. He's like, oh, save me. The half of him still hanging outside is gobbled up, except for the bone, like a chicken wing. And they pull him through. And he's just like pelvis and leg. He's like half skeleton. His entire bottom half has been degloved. Oh, yes. Oh, help me. I got the polio legs. It's like there's a whole lot of those scenes. At some point, Paquita shows up because she's on a date with like some other guy. But she walks by and it's like, hey, there's a party going on. I should stop in. Well, I mean, anything would have been more interesting than her date because, like, he was straight up giving his memoir. She's like, oh, rugby, rugby, rugby. I could be the next John Smith, but rugby, rugby. Yeah. And, like, he, Uh, like, even noticed her walked away. She's like, huh, where'd she go? Uh, Anyway, (laughs) my rugby career is coming up. Yeah. But yeah, we we get to a point where she is basically like, hey, you know what you got to do. You got to fucking kill these zombies, right? Like, it doesn't matter that your mom is one. Like, that's not her anymore. And like, what is his great idea, gentlemen? Uh, Sirs, he goes outside, grabs some lawn care equipment, (laughs) returns to the house. That he does, yep. And what I love about this is he has a lawnmower. It is not a weapon, but he proceeds to mow down an entire party of zombies. <laughs> Sir, I appreciate the fact that you said mow down. Uh, that's actually in my notes as well. Yep. But the thing is, he doesn't get them all in one pass. Yeah. And it's the greatest thing ever. Because this scene is detailed and articulate and very showy. And things are getting chopped to bits like fucking crazy. And I totally forgot how horrendous this scene is. And he stops, takes a deep breath. He's like, ah, turns around. And there's like 30 more. He just mowed down like the middle bit. And he's got to do it again. I'm <laughs> going to need another pass. Shows it. Yes. It's like, fuck, please stop. But also keep going. Meanwhile, Paquita is in the kitchen. And she's trying to do her part, too. She's got the fucking food processor there. She's like, hey, I got this baby. Why not toss him in the food processor? Make a little hummus, you know? Oh, no. 
all the while she's screaming, Madre Dios! And fucking uncle goes, bugger that! And grabs a cleaver <laughs> and a knife. And it's just literally the camera facing him and him going, cha, 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 yeah. cha, at the camera. And then them spraying blood <laughs> all over him. There's it's, so much blood from here on out. Like, the Quentin Tarantino quantity of blood. Yeah. Well, I mean, in that particular scene alone, after he's done chop, chop, chopping, he's just left with a pile of guts, body parts, or whatever, perfectly piled up in front of him as he just scrapes the crud off his butcher knife. He's like, there you have it. That's not a knife. Oh, it is a knife. All right. Oh, I see you played (laughs) knifey, knifey. And then, yeah, you know, once you get it chopped up, just toss in the food processor. Make some more hummus. It's a party, right? Well, the kid doesn't even stay in the processor or blender. He just gets fired up into the fucking sky. It's fine. There's there's other zombies (laughs) that we can make hummus from. There's a bit, though, which it's almost sweet. The organs are all laying there, and they get up and form their own little person and look in the mirror and have a moment of self-realization. Yeah. (laughs) I noticed that, too. The uh, the dude that got kicked in half by the pastor, his guts fall out of him during the scuffle, and they wind up back in the house fully sentient and ready to kill the next guy. (laughs) (laughs) A little recurring thing that we might have not talked about is how Uncle Buck, or whatever his name is, keeps getting hit in the nuts. First time it's by Paquita when he's trying to, like, I don't know, take her off into another room to do stuff to her. Zombies do it. At one point, the baby zombie picks up a severed limb, a severed leg, and just hits him in the nuts with it. (laughs) That's where we're at, fellas. That big hospital is the actual embodiment of Fat Bastard. This is what he would look like as a real person. He just got hit in the mommy daddy button. Mm. Right in the mommy daddy button. (laughs) But now the party's over, and there was gore galore, and we think it's all said and done, but nope. Turns out mom is still there, and she's a super beast, and she is all teeth and tits. Oh, my fuck, dude. (laughs) I don't know. She's got some thick-ass booty, too. Oh, man. It's a moment that I can only describe as brief relief and, hey, is that boss music? Yeah, yes. this is the boss fight for sure. <laughs> yeah, and like this fucking, I don't want to call it a spider, but if that giant contraption at the end of Wild Wild West had saggy tits, bingo. <laughs> God damn, you're fucking spot on. It also reminded me of the boss in guy from Ricky O. Oh, man, he just, like, punches him in the belly and rips it out. Yeah, and he's just ripping apart the plastic man. <laughs> uh, what I got was more like the Vogons from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, except they had, like, like you said, saggy tits and an ass that can clap. <laughs> oh, my God. She eats her son. He then uses that necklace. Whoa, to... <laughs> whoa. You say eat as if he went in her mouth. No, he did not. Her belly opened itself up and swallowed him. Straight from the belly, straight back into the womb. Not chewed, swallowed, but in like a reverse birth kind of thing. Yeah. And then has to chop his way out with that Halloween prop necklace, which (laughs) makes her fall apart, and the house catches on fire, and he is reborn. Ah, yes, like the Kiwi Phoenix he is. (laughs) 
Honestly, this part seems very, you know, Evil Dead to me. I mean, there's a lot of allusions to Evil Dead in here, but how he comes out, I don't know. That just seems like an homage almost, if not like a direct, hey, I like Evil Dead. Yeah, absolutely. And just like that, it's just like, wow, happy ending. We can both see ghosts now. You don't fear the Reaper. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, for real. Like, they embrace in this disgustingly bloody kiss. The house goes up in flames, and then everybody lives happily ever after. God, it's like the ending of, like, five different movies all at once. Like, what's eating Gilbert Grape? Evil Dead? Just, like, all crammed in there? And uh, he throws away the one thing that saved him and roll credits. Yeah, didn't understand that at all. I mean, that might come in handy later just in case another, like, one of the zombies survives and decides to infect another thousand zombies or so. I mean, once a MacGuffin is used, you can't just keep it. That's just... Oh, that's like a rubber. I won't need it. Oh. It'll probably be like Brain Dead the Two Towers or something. Dead Alive 2, Aussie Boogaloo. Aussie Boogaloo. (laughs) Kiwi Boogaloo. Dead Alive 2. Oss. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) So with all the blood, glitz, and glamour, this movie is fucking ridiculous. I'll totally reiterate what you said earlier. This movie is fucking ridiculous. It's almost like they had a movie and they made it. And they realized (laughs) they had all this extra shit, all this extra money, all this extra fake blood. And you're like, Okay, everybody died, but what if they died extra fucking hard for no reason? And not only were they, like, chopped the bits, but, like, thrown in a food processor and just absolutely made a mess out of, oh, by the way, spider tits. And that alone is a recommendation. Yeah, this movie is straight up ridiculous. It was super enjoyable. I can't say that enough. This movie was really enjoyable despite how ridiculous it is. Turn your brain off. Make it brain dead. Just like, ah. just sit back, relax, and maybe don't eat anything during. This movie <laughs> is as if Evil Dead was hammered drunk on Foster's. <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> Fucking shmammered. Yeah, they're like, we got some plot. Where? It's, uh, it's sprinkled in. <laughs> I, I like the idea of like, well, where's the Book of the Dead? You can't fucking read. <laughs> well, instead of a Book of the Dead, what if we had some organs that came back to life? Do it. What if we had like a like a rat monkey thing and it looked oh, real man. gross like like it was from a Primus video from 1992? I can just picture Peter Jackson around this writer's table and they're all fucking taking hits off a bong but it's actually a didgeridoo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what if she was a fucking lamp? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean a lamp, man? <laughs> what if the baby was in the radio. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry to my entire New Zealand audience for us continuously mixing up Australia and New Zealand, but truthfully, it's all we got. And just like that, there you have it. That's Brain Dead and or Dead Alive. If you have any strong feelings about the movie, which I know you do, leave in the comment section below. Uh, make sure you hit the like and subscribe buttons, too. Hit the little bell icon, because you don't want to miss the next thing we got brewing up. Get out there, follow us on all of your different social medias. We got that Instagram, Facebook, Reddit, Twitter. We're on the Anchor app, so you can find us with Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We got an awesome administrator constantly making new content for you guys, so check it out. And if you don't, we're going to grab a fucking lawnmower and just let her rip. Ooh.
Tusk Varna sponsor us. <laughs>